forever. Dog. Anna. Hello, Andrew. Hey, everybody else. Welcome to our podcast, Scary, scary stories, stories to Tell on the Pod. It's a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, and things to spook your whole ass off. And those are the things. That's it. That's what it's about. And because it is Wednesday, Wednesday. it is an urban legend so day. And Andrew, it it's your my turn. turn. Um, it's been really fun having this Gmail address where people send us things, uh, new it's stories. Just, we've opened a portal to scares. Oh, I love it. And also it's like, I think people feel a little more relaxed and at ease. They're not worried about their social media presences more as much. It's just like, hey, this is just me talking. Yeah. Which I love. Um, so yeah, keep sending those in. Um, one of my favorite messages that we got came from Bryce Lee Wynn. Uh, who sent this amazing thrillist about uh, every state's creepiest urban legend. Oh, that's so Isn't good. Isn't that really good? Yes. Um, and it is a true treasure trove. A lot of these I knew of. Some of these I had no idea about. And I have picked one that I have never heard of before in my life. Ooh. And boy, oh boy, is it spooky. So thank you, Bryce Lee. What if it was like vampires? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of this? Uh, um, oh, yeah. There's so many good ones. Ooh, I mean, we'll probably be? touch on all of these. But I have chosen the urban legend from Delaware. Oh, God. The name of the urban legend? No sales tax. Mr. Chew. Oh. Spelled C-H-E-W? Like, yum, 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 yum. Okay, cool. Yeah. So uh, this is the thrillist description of it. Okay. Why it's creepy. Samuel Chu was a respected man a chief justice in the state back in the colonial days. Still, even in colonial America, bullies latched onto his name, constantly proclaiming Ah Chu as if sneezing. That's so fucked up. He apparently hated it so much that his spirit still stalks those who mock him, showing up in his robes and powdered wig to scare the ever-loving crap out of people who can't resist the easy joke at the expense of a century's dead legislator. So when I read this, I was like, the odds of this being real, uh, an actual urban legend, it it feels like something that would be out of like a cartoon. That, so you can't, you just can't sneeze in Delaware. Well, you can't say like ah, chew, you know, or or when you sneeze, it can't have that, like um, it has to be more oblique. <laughs> like yeah, you, yeah, it, it can't be an onomatopoeia. Um, so here's what's crazy about this: is that Samuel Chu was in fact a real person oh. and a chief justice uh, in the state of Delaware. Uh, in the lower, in the three lower counties until he died in 1743. Things got so unsettling, which we'll get to later, that people eventually held a funeral for the ghost in Dover's Green, laying his spirit to rest in an ornate grave. What? He seemed to be, pla- he seemed to be placated. A ghost funeral. Though he's still known to mess with smartasses who sneeze at the mention of his name. Buddy, no one's talking about you except us. I know, and we're Isn't that strange. I know we are. We're true nobodies. Don't. 
So then taking us on over to his Wikipedia page. uh, Yeah, truly a real person. Born October 30th, 1693. uh, Died June 16th, 1743. He was a physician. Oh, that's hard. Oh, he was a physician named Achu. Wait. Like a doctor. Oh, because you get sick and that's what you say when you're sick? Yeah, that would be hard. Okay. Yeah, I can see how that would be a problem. (laughs) I don't know. I don't feel bad for this guy. You don't. Not really. It's not. It's not a. It's not as ruthless a mockery as possible. Yeah. Um. So he was influential among the Quakers, but provoked criticism by an address to the grand jury of Newcastle on the lawfulness lawfulness of resistance to an armed enemy. Um. <laughs> wow. I thought. That wow. Was he sounds like the kid who's like. Um. The school newspaper shouldn't be printing stuff that complains about the school. Yeah. It's a real. It's a real like you forgot the quiz today sort of guy. Yes. Um. Okay, so then this takes us over to uh, Wattpad.com, The Ghost of Mr. Chu by uh, World Chaser U. While not a particularly mean-spirited ghost, the story of Samuel Chu is still disconcerting. Uh, We got all this stuff about him being uh, Chief Justice. Uh, So after his death, people reported seeing his ghost sitting under a poplar tree. Wandering the courthouse and generally creeping out the residents of Dover. She would also pull on men's coattails and give women a cold, icy feeling. That's hard. That's hard. Why? Why change? Why? Like, I, why not? Why not just make it like, why not punish people by making them sneeze? Yes. He needs to get on the same page about what he is. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to figure it out. So farmer David Hendricks, apparently, uh, if. Oh, this is just a. Oh, so now this is from urbanlegends.home.blog, which what is what a what a steal. It's basically a government website. Right. This is official. <laughs> um. So farmer David Hendricks was the first to see the apparition of Mr. Chu. He alerted his wife and children. Eventually, the news spread all around Dover and more sightings of Mr. Chu were reported. Honey, kids, get into the field. Look at the man. He's a judge. He's a ghost. All you needed was to get into robes, apparently, to make people convinced that you were the ghost of the chief justice. Robes and wigs. Um, So all of this continued to happen. The sending shivers up women's spines, pulling on coattails. Um, He was also wearing his white powdered wig and was transparent. Out of fright, people closed up shops and stayed indoors. Children were not allowed to play outside anymore. No one socialized after dark. Things got so bad for the people of Dover (laughs) that a town meeting was held on how to deal with the ghost. No. They decided that the only way to rid rid themselves of Chu was to hold a funeral. A second funeral. Isn't that funny? This is – I would give – a limb to go to a ghost funeral. <laughs> I, I want an invite. If you're having one, snag me an invite. I know. A ghost because it's like, what do you, um, <laughs> like not a memorial for someone who's not being no. buried. Like a funeral for, go- did they lower a casket? Oh yeah. Oh, you oh my God, it? you've got info. So the people of Dover held a funeral for the ghost, the spirit of a dead person. <laughs> The citizens of Dover Did buried. Did explain what a ghost is? <laughs> oh boy! The citizens of Dover buried an empty casket Whoa. under the poplar tree where he was sighted. 
Occasionally, Mr. Chu hunts any person who makes fun of his name, but other than the funeral, uh, but other than that, the funeral worked in suppressing this ghost. Wow. Um, this is so funny. Also, I'm looking at a portrait of him right now, and he do look like he have a big nose to sneeze with. Oh. He looks like someone you would make fun of. Oh my God. He looks like someone who wouldn't be able to take any kind of perceived making fun. <laughs> like if somebody just sneezed, he would be like, that's not funny. And that person would be like, what? What's up? I, the funniest thing for me was when I was in high school, I uh, would do this impression of my principal, uh, Ellen Van Arsdale, who I liked a lot. She was really great. Ellen Van she Arsdale. She had a very distinctive way of speaking and very sort of like she. <laughs> It was as though her lips and tongue were velvet, and she enjoyed the sensation of how that worked. A little dirty? Uh, a little, yeah, a little dirty. And then I started doing an impression of her. That kind of went around the rounds. And then when I graduated oh. at the um, student award ceremony, I was asked to play her. And uh, the costume teacher, the costuming teacher, Miss Williams, uh, decked me out in a wig and costume to look like Principal Van Arsdale. And she was a really good sport on stage. Like we kind of riffed off each other back and forth. And th- But then I heard tell later the teachers were like, yes, yeah, she did not like that impression. And she was like, I sound nothing like that. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want to make her self-conscious. No. I then also played our um, the head of our, our studio at NYU, Helen Cook, who I just adore. Uh, she had like a um, an award ceremony, the award ceremony dedicated to her at Playwrights Horizons. She's one of the few. Oh my god! And she she was an absolute gem in terms of um, being a good sport in terms like of this impression. It's so I look funny. nothing like her, uh, but we had a good time. You're just so good with voices too. Like you really exactly get. Yeah, she changed the. It's just res- she had this such a great. Voice. Uh, it just. It, she was, and she had like cool hip baby bangs with like yes. round glasses. She's very hip. Very hip, and always like um, a black turtleneck and kind of a, a patterned uh, swoopy pant. Good costume jewelry and an iPod shuffle. Loved her iPod shuffle. At first, I thought I heard that as iPad shuffle, and I was like, the concept of a. T- <laughs> it's just the size of a, t- of a regular iPod. You see it one letter at a time. Um, but you want to know the craziest <laughs> part? Just see any words? The craziest part of portraying what? Helen in that event was that they got Perez Hilton to come, who is also <gasps> a graduate right, who of the program, Playwrights. and yeah. he interviewed me on stage at Playwrights Horizons as Helen Cook. I forgot that that happened. Um, That's yeah. so weird. It was messed up. That's culture. Yeah, he was great. He was great too. He was a good. He was a good sport. Um, should I give one more of these? Should I give one more of these? Uh, Absolutely. Great. I'm going to give another one, another short one, because that fittingly for Delaware, the smallest state. Or no, I guess Rhode Island is the smallest Delaware state. Delaware is a fur. No. Delaware's first state? Is it? Adam? Yeah, he's nodding. Oh, good. Thank you, producer um, Adam. Who wrote this article for Thrillist? This is what I'm trying to figure out. It just says it just says Thrillist, Thrillist features. It does not give a, um, it does not give it was a group of author. people. Thank yeah. you, Thrillist.com. Visit yeah. them. Yeah. Thank you Visit so much. Them. I'm curious about what New Hampshire's is. I'm going to pull that up. Yeah, pull it up. I'm going to see if I know it. Okay. Wow, I'm just zooming past. Missouri's is something called Zombie Road. New York's is, of course, Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, this one's really good. Okay. So New Hampshire is the cursed Isle Isles of Shoals, which I've been to before. <gasps> yeah. It's great. That is some New England sounding spooky tood. Very spooky. You can take a boat out of Portsmouth, New Hampshire and Ooh. go there. Super spooky. Okay. So why it's creepy. The charming archipelago of the Isles of Shoals off New Hampshire's eastern shore is the perfect destination for a seaside picnic or, you know, a series of brutal murders. <gasps> Two young women were horrifically butchered via the particularly creepy maniac with an axe method in the late oh. 1870s. Okay, so not sad. Yeah. And apparently you can still hear them screaming. Oh. Often late at night, which is objectively unsettling. Oh. This specific island, Smutty Nose, is said to be haunted by these ghosts. That's beer. Yep. My mom used to think it was called Snotty Nose, which is very funny. Oh, she's the best. Um... Okay, so the it, this uh, this island is haunted by the ghosts themselves, the axe murder himself, pirates, and a gang of other poltergeists. And come on, have you ever seen an abandoned old lighthouse in the fog? So the That's islands scary. themselves have a history much longer than our country even. Uh, Blackbeard himself was rumored to use the islands as a honeymoon destination. Oh, no, that sucks. That sucks. Uh, and gold depository. Like the use of the word honeymoon no, for this. that feels incorrect. Feels wrong. Um, and naturally, he killed some people there along the way. You have to. By the time Lewis Wagner murdered the women living on Smutty Nose, there were already ghost stories about the haunting chain of islands. While history... Pi- with history, pirates, and of course, axe murders come creepy tales. And again, the abandoned lighthouses don't help. So from from having taken the boat tour to the Isles of Shoals, I don't think you can get off anymore there. I think Isles maybe they just, take, they just take you by Is them. it just too dangerous? I think it's – I don't know. I don't really know. I, I, as a kid, we did get off and walked around the Isles of Shoals. Maybe you still can do it. Maybe it was a seasonal thing. But I love taking boat tours around Portsmouth. Um, Chris and I, we didn't go on a honeymoon. We went on like a mini moon after our Cute. wedding. And it was around Halloween and Portsmouth is an amazing Halloween town. That's good. They, they On like every street corner and every light post, they put scarecrows with like pumpkin heads and they're really eerie and good. Um, every street corner. Yeah. That's great. It's really good. And we like, we, so we went on this boat tour. It was freezing cold. This was also the, t- <laughs> <laughs> this was also the time that um, we went back there for our first anniversary and we had gone on this long boat tour. Uh, they also have the best, voted the best grilled cheese in New Hampshire at a place Whoa. called The Friendly Toast. It's a very good grilled cheese. Highly recommend. Wow, The Friendly Toast. And Chris and I had had this long day. We got back to the, to the Hotel Portsmouth, which is a great um, B&B there. We got back to our room. And on each of the pillows was a lint truffle, you know, like a lint yeah. chocolate truffle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very soft chocolate. So I saw mine. I ate it. And then Chris and I took a nap on the bed. Oh. And it was like all white sheets. I'm and so then scared. As we're laying there, I was like, that was such a good truffle. And Chris was like, oh, there was a truffle. I was like, yeah, there was one on your pillow too. And he was like, what? And he looked in his pillow and there was nothing there. And then he was like, oh, weird. Mine didn't have one. And he got up. No. <laughs> he was wearing a white shirt. And it looked as though he had <laughs> shit his pants in such a way that it had shot up from his pants and gotten all over his shirt. And no. then the white comforter was smeared with chocolate that could not look no. more like shit. And I took a picture. Oh, <laughs> my picture it. God. It was so deeply shocking. And then Chris's first thought, because New Hampshire, libertarian state, um, not necessarily thought of as being the most like progressive, forward thinking uh, state. Oh, no. The check in person. We were like, no. oh, they're weirded out that it's two men checking into this room. Chris's first thought was, well, great. Now they think two guys checked in and I shit all over the bed. 
And there it's was, our first time, and we don't know. We didn't Google. It's so... We didn't Google. It's so... Oh, you know what? Oh, my God. Well, they shouldn't be putting it on the bed. Hotels don't do that anymore because of that. Right. Uh, you would, Yeah, you would know about this. They don't do it anymore Especially because of that. Especially a lint truffle. You put it on like a little tray if it has to go on the bed. But a like, lint truffle would melt in a cold, dead hand. <laughs> <laughs> Sir? Are you writing copy for lint now? Oh, my God. A lint truffle would... Wow. With Belton Nicole Dead Dan. Yeah. So that oh, was our experience. But but Portsmouth highly recommend is a spooky place to go. It's a very walkable city. I have something to say about Lint Truffles. Oh, okay. Uh I was in a communal space recently <gasps> and there was a bowl of assorted candies there. And I saw there was a lint truffle. And it's impossible to remember which color is yeah. mint or dark chocolate. Yep. And I went to open the gold one. And it was twisted. You know, like when you open it, they're both twisted sort of this opposite direction. Yeah. This was twisted the same direction, so I couldn't open it. And then I Uh, manually unwrapped it and saw that it was a white one and saw that somebody had clearly (gasps) seen that it was a white chocolate and then wrapped it back up and put it back in the bowl. That is a party villain. (laughs) That's a party villain. That's a party villain. It's a party villain. Wow. It really made me laugh. I've related very much. I actually wasn't that offended. I was like, yeah, the person who eats white chocolate doesn't care that they don't care about germs. They don't care about themselves. They don't have standards or families. They eat white chocolate because they hate themselves. When my mom and her siblings were kids, my grandma scolded all of them because she was like, I'm looking in this box of chocolates and all of the bottom of the chocolates have a little hole poked in them to see what sort of chocolate it is. And she was like, and that is gross it is inappropriate it's disrespectful and then my grandpa was like i'm so sorry that was me <laughs> oh a hole poked yeah like um with like a dowel <laughs> or like something or like cracked to see what it was to see what the filling was i guess this was in a time before oh, they gave you like a guide you need the map yeah nothing to me will ever be as fancy as a russell stover sampler i know or a Whitman sampler. Or a Whitman sa- the huge ones that you can buy in like a rite aid they're always 9.99 yeah the I if I were going to the electric chair, that would be my my meal. Um, yeah, well, I know we talked about this before that like why dogs can't eat chocolate. Um, but it's the tannins. It's the tannins. But there is a funny story. Again, my friends, the Warrens. Oh my god! They had a little um, miniature poodle named Susie, oh a little white poodle, no. and uh, one Christmas Eve, <laughs> Susie got into the stockings. And hoarded a bunch of um, uh, Hershey Kisses and brought them into Jacob Warren's room and managed to unwrap all of them with her teeth. And she ate like 12 of them and left the little wrappers on Jacob's bed. Amazing that she unwrapped it. Truly a modern marvel. I think Jacob ate them. No. So Jacob woke up and he his bed was covered in little Hershey Kisses wrappers. And he was so little and he ran into his older brother Jack Warren's room and woke him up and said, Jack, the elves came. Oh, <laughs> and then Christmas morning, fuck. Susie was like, oh, she was fine, oh, um, but she was all bloated for a long time. Yeah, there's not really enough. It's probably more like the milk fat and sugar that yeah. did it. Right, like, right. Also, probably the wrappers. I don't trust Susie to do a good job of unwrapping. I can barely get it off. I just eat them. I don't even take them out of the bag. Yeah, just swallow them whole. I just put it in and chomp and clamp. <laughs> let it melt. Um, yeah. Let oh, gravity do the work. But, anything can happen oh with my chocolate. God. That, uh, that's not interesting or something worth sharing, but uh, I went to... <laughs> 
wait, should we do scary things that happened this oh, week? Oh, please, could we? I know we should do spooky ideas for things that could happen, but we didn't do our scary things this week. Yeah, let's do um, it. I went to a new dog park with Ladybird. <sighs> yes. Because we're staying in Studio City, which we normally stay closer to Silver Lake in the dog park there. Mm. And I don't know dog parks in Studio City. And there's one that's like at a transmitter park, like with the big spooky like Hoover Dam style like um like power line stander things. Uh-huh. I don't know what they're called. Like big antennas with yeah. like a billion that like powers the whole city. Um and it's like a recent park and it's under these power lines where there are these two gorgeous little dog parks. And I took her to the first one, which was big dogs. And I thought there was just a big dog one. And a really kind woman was like, you know, there's one for um, small and timid dogs. And I was like, wow, I never would have known that. And then I left with Ladybird. And then on the way out, I saw this sign. What does it say? <gasps> timid and small dogs. With an arrow. <laughs> oh. I was like, thank you. I never would have known about that. And then I took her in there and it was all dogs who looked exactly like her, which was so great. Shaking. Really good. Like small and timid dogs and it was literally heaven on earth you need um, that you need that sign for your like bedroom door i need it for my body i don't <laughs> i need to hold it all the time but uh but ladybird did so good there we were there for a solid 45 minutes she did so good yeah and at a certain point i was standing talking to a woman talking about like ladybird's origin story and i felt something on my shoes <gasps> right just like a weight. And I looked down and a puggle named Peggy Sue was rolled no. over on <laughs> my feet looking at me. A puggle named Peggy. Peggy Sue. I was looking. I can show. I'll show the group. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> See, it, it looks like she, it looks like, <laughs> does Peggy Sue have a penis? No, it's just shaped differently. Oh. Oh, I see. No, it's just, just a white her, spot. Her little vagina nub. <laughs> There's no word for it. Um, she was so trusted. She wasn't even, she barely looked at me. She was looking out. That's how I just, and it, it was scary for a second because I didn't know it was on my feet, but it was inspiring because she was so comfortable asking for what it was that she wanted. Oh, that it's is great. nice. It's a spooky thing that turned out to be a spooky good thing. Spooky thing that turned out to be like a good idea, which is sort of like from the Scary Things scary things to Tell in the Dark movie. <laughs> it's like scary, but it's also like talk about it. Hey, talk about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. My spooky thing that happened this week was um, I was taking a shower in the apartment alone, which is always spooky. I find that I find that spooky, um, especially because sometimes Chris and I don't leave our door locked, which we should I know we should. <gasps> That's an LA thing. People yeah. don't lock their doors. I know, and we really should because sometimes people do get into our garage. Producer um, Adam is shaking. I know, his head. I know. It was during the day. It was during the day. It was like one oh p.m. Oh my god! Um, but I was taking a shower, and then I heard what I thought was our door slam, and <gasps> and I thought oh. Chris was home. That was like, why would I think anything else? I like got out of the shower. I'm drying off. I open the door. I'm like, hey, don't hear any response. Oh. Pretty spooked. Um, I get dressed. I'm like, oh, maybe sometimes Chris gets back and then he like goes and waters the plants. Not so. Um, but a weird thing had happened and this occasionally does happen. No! Sometimes no, no, 
Our building has all of these, um, it's kind of an open plan where it's like hallways that are half inside, half outside. It's weird because the hallways inside have carpet and then all of a sudden it's outside. It's very strange. If that were in the East Coast, it would be. Oh my God. Mildew City. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Mildew City right near Sledge Central. (laughs) Uh, No, but this weird thing happens where there are these doors that are um, throughout the unit or throughout the building that are held open by magnets. But then sometimes something goes wrong and then all the doors close at the same time. And sometimes that happens when there's power outages, which is very spooky. Producer Adam is nodding his head. Yes. In affirmation. And... uh, (laughs) And I guess what had happened was at some point when I was in the shower, the no, power had gone out without me knowing no, no, and no, all of the doors had no, slammed. No, no, no. Spooky, right? I can't live here. That's the. <laughs> I can't have that be a thing that can happen. Ooh. That could happen. That could happen. And, and it, it did. And it does. It did. That could happen. And it does. And it did. And it does. And it did. And it did. It did. And it did. It did. And it did. Um, so yeah, you are so strong, Andrew. Andrew, you are so strong. I did lock the door. You're talking about it as if it were as scary as seeing a puggle named Peggy Sue on your feet. (laughs) That's the that would break me. It scared me. It doesn't. Um, But I'm okay now. I recovered. Anna, this, Andrew, as always, is one of the great joys of my thank life. Thank you for bringing us these state. Maybe we'll revisit this thrillist Yeah, list. oh, there's 48 more to go, baby. This is a thrillist. Maybe there's even support, one for Puerto Rico. Support your local websites that aren't massive media conglomerates. Yeah, and thank you, Bryce, again, for the recommendation. Thank you, we Bryce. We love getting these recs. Please send more. If you have more information about Samuel Chu or about the Isles of Shoals, please do let us know. I know oh. my brother will certainly have more stories about the Isles of Shoals because he lives right near there. To have someone who works at the Isles of Shoals as like a, a nature like guide yeah. to reach out to us would be my ultimate dream. I feel like I might be wrong, but I feel like there's um, an island near called like Harpy Island. And it's because oh. I don't know, maybe not Harpy, but it's because these huge birds that look really ugly and kind of oily are on it all the time. They now that like that's for me. <laughs> I like that. Take me to Harpy Island. Go ding dong. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Anna and I are going to head to Harpy Island. But as for you guys, I guess it's time for you to get, get out. out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.